When we think of the natural harvest, the farmer always expects to reap what he sows. Indeed, when it comes to the natural harvest, the farmer expects only to reap what he sows. The law of the harvest is, of course, you reap what you sow. And when the farmer plants a field of cabbage, he expects to reap a harvest of cabbage. When he sows a field of barley, he expects to reap a harvest of barley. The the law of the harvest is very simple. You reap what you sow. And of course, men and women, what is true of the natural harvest is also true when it comes to the spiritual harvest. Spiritually, you and I reap in eternity what we have sown in life. And that's what the Apostle Paul, I believe, is speaking about here in Galatians chapter 6, this portion of Scripture that we have read together tonight. Paul here is referring, I believe, to the different types of harvest that men will reap spiritually after living their lives upon this earth. And Paul is emphasizing that whatever men sow in life, they will reap in eternity. I wonder tonight, as we're gathered at this harvest service, can I ask you a personal question? What type of harvest will you reap at the end of your life upon this earth? Look what it says in verse 8 and 9. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Very simply, Tonight, I want you to consider a number of things here. First of all, I want you to consider the harvest that the sinner will reap, or the harvest that the Christ rejecter will reap. It says in verse 8, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. Sowing to the flesh, of course, means living for sin and living in the sins of this world. Sowing in the flesh means rejecting Christ as your saviour and neglecting your soul's salvation. Sowing to the flesh means indulging in the pleasures of this world while refusing to walk in the paths of righteousness. The harvest that such a man, such a woman will reap after living such a life will be corruption. In other words, everlasting destruction. Corruption means eternal death in a lost eternity. There's an interesting verse in Second Peter, and it's the chapter 2 and verse 12. In that text of scripture, the apostle Peter, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he speaks about men utterly perishing in their own corruption. And of course, in Romans 6 verse 23, Paul said, for the wages of sin is death. When the Bible speaks of death and corruption, it does not mean annihilation, it simply means separation. And the sinner who dies without Christ will be separated from God for all eternity. You see, the harvest of corruption is the harvest of God's wrath. I wonder, is there someone here tonight? And perhaps you come every Lord's Day and you sit under the sound of God's precious word. And you're not saved. You know nothing of God's eternal redemption. 
You've never been to Jesus for the cleansing blood. You've never been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you know nothing of God's saving and eternal grace in your life. My friend, do you realize the harvest that you're going to reap at the end of your life? What an awful, awful harvest you will reap when you die without Jesus Christ as your Savior, rejecting him as your own and personal Redeemer. In Revelation 14 and verse 15, we read these words. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for the time has come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And in chapter 14 and verse 19 it says, And the angel thrust in his sickle into the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. Here the Bible is referring to the time when sinful man will reap eternal judgment because of the life of sin that they have sown upon this earth. You see, hell and destruction and eternal corruption will be the harvest that the Christ rejecter will reap at the end of a life of sin. Now that's a very sad and solemn truth. And yet, the Bible emphasizes very clearly that sinners will reap what they sow. Well, that's why we would exhort you tonight, if you're not saved, to come and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and turn from your sin and believe on him as your redeemer. And thank God then you can leave God's house this evening knowing that you're saved and knowing that heaven is your home. In Revelation 6 and verse 8 we read, And I looked and behold a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death, and hell followed with him. Just take those words at the end of the text. Death. And hell followed with him. And my friend, that's the sad reality. When men who have been born in sin, live in sin, reject God's salvation, and die in that state, they go out into a lost eternity where the worm dieth not and where the fire is not quenched. And the word of God clearly teaches you and I tonight and I pray tonight, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, that you will listen to these solemn words this evening. The moment you die, you will reap an eternity of hell for all eternity. My, what a solemn thought it is. Remember the story of the rich man and how he lived upon this earth in his sin. The Bible says that he died and then and in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment. You and I cannot even begin to imagine what it's like for a lost soul in eternity. And yet the word of God clearly teaches us that if men sow sin, they will reap the harvest of sin. Do you remember what God said to the rich farmer in Luke 12 verse 20? Familiar words I'm sure to most of us. He said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? You have a soul tonight, an eternal soul. That soul 
is real. You have a soul that will continue to exist throughout the countless ages of eternity. And your soul at this very moment, because you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, your soul is perishing. But your soul tonight is precious to God. And I'll tell you how much your soul is precious to God. So precious is your soul to God tonight that he sent his only begotten son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world to go the whole way to Calvary and there upon Calvary's middle tree die just for the unjust in order to provide eternal salvation for your soul and for my soul. And thank God because of the death of Christ and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ you can find eternal life and you can prepare for heaven and for home this evening. Thank God tonight. There's a way back to God from the dark paths of sin. There's a door that is open that all may go in. Calvary's cross is where we begin when we come as sinners to Jesus. Your soul but needs to prepare for the great eternity. I wonder, is your soul ready for the mansions above this evening? The harvest very simply, the text reveals it to us. The harvest that the sinner will reap, the Christ rejecter will reap. Look at it again and underline the words. He that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But then I want you to notice the harvest that the saint will reap or the child of God will reap. Look at the second part of verse 8. Very simply, it says, He that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. In other words, the man that is saved and lives his life for God will reap the harvest of everlasting life. Therefore, this part of the text is speaking, I believe, about the Christian. He that soweth to the Spirit. Now, you cannot sow to the Spirit unless you're saved by the grace of God and have the Spirit of God dwelling within you. And if the Spirit of God dwells within you, then you will manifest the fruit of the Spirit. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? Well, Galatians, if you turn over to chapter 5 there, verses 22 down to verse 25, you'll see the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Therefore, the man who is saved will sow to the Spirit, and the harvest that will follow will be everlasting life. There's no greater blessing than to know that you have eternal and everlasting salvation. And of course, those of us who are saved in the meeting tonight, we can read our title clear to mansions in the sky because the Lord has reached down and he has saved us by his grace. All the saints in the Bible had the assurance and the knowledge of everlasting life. David, Job, Abraham, Paul, Peter, John, indeed all the Old Testament and the New Testament saints had this great assurance that once they would die, they would go to be with the Lord for all eternity. They would reap everlasting life. There's a tremendous portion of scripture over in 1 John chapter 5. Just keep your hand there in Galatians chapter 6 and turn over for a moment to 1 John chapter 5. And look what it says there in verse 11. 
and verse 13. John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said this, And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Oh, thank God. The Bible declares, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, Titus 3 verse 7 says, That being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, do you have everlasting life this evening? Do you know Christ as your saviour? Thank God if you're saved tonight, if you can read your title clear to mansions in the sky, then this evening when you come to die, you will reap eternal life. That's the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ to his people. I give unto my sheep eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of mine hand. And there's no greater blessing tonight than to be saved and to be redeemed for time and for eternity. And I know there are many in this meeting uh, tonight who can look back to that day when the Lord saved them by his grace. And my, what a day it was, the greatest day in our lives. And thank God, because of that day and because the Lord reached down and plucked us as brands from the burning and redeemed us by his precious blood, Thank God, someday we're going to reap everlasting life. Someday we're going to leave the scene of time behind us and we're going to enter into God's heaven and we're going to praise the Lord around the throne for all eternity. And what a wonderful, glorious day that's going to be. The old hymn writer penned it well when he wrote those words, I'm going home to glory soon to see the city bright, to walk the golden streets of heaven and bask in God's own light. My friend, let me challenge you this evening at the close of this harvest service. Very simply, are you sowing the seeds of corruption or are you sowing the seeds of everlasting life? In other words, are you saved and living for Christ or have you rejected him and living in the pleasures of this world? If you're living for the pleasures of this world, rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ, then you will reap a harvest of corruption in a lost eternity. But thank God if you're saved and living for the Lord, then he has promised you everlasting life. There's no greater blessing. There's no greater blessing than to have the assurance that you're on your way to heaven. I can remember the day when the Lord saved me. I was saved when I was 13 years of age on the 13th of September 1976, many years ago. And that night when the Lord saved me, I couldn't have quoted you two verses out of the scriptures, but I knew that night that I was the sinner on my way to hell and I knew that the only one that could save me was the Lord Jesus Christ. I had heard the gospel and I had been taught the gospel and my need of salvation. And that night when I called upon the Lord, the Lord reached down and 
plucked me as a brand from the burning. And that's the testimony of your minister. And that's the testimony of so many who are here tonight. Under the sound of God's precious word. A day when we were born again. My friend, do you know anything about it? Are you sure that you're going to heaven? Are you sure if you died right now that you would be in the glory land? Or do you know as you sit in God's house tonight that if you were to die you'd be lost forever and forever and forever? Look what the text says. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap everlasting life. What kind of a harvest, what type of a harvest are you going to reap at the end of your life? Very simple message, isn't it? So simple that even the boys and girls can understand it. And I pray that they do. Because even the children need to come and put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus as their own and personal saviour. Everlasting life or everlasting destruction. Heaven or hell. Whether we're saved, unsaved. We need to realise that when we come to face the last enemy, if we're unsaved, we're lost forever. But if we're saved, we're heaven bound. No greater blessing than that and I pray my friend if you're found in the meeting tonight without Christ that you will consider this text of scripture and consider these simple truths that the word of God emphasizes to us tonight the harvest that the sinner will reap and the harvest that the saint will will reap but take a look at the text again it splits up very simply really I want you to notice thirdly the harvest that the servant will reap look what it says in verse 9 Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, after salvation, there's no greater blessing than to serve the Lord. The Bible has much to say to the Christian worker. And, of course, the Bible emphasizes to us the importance of sowing the good seed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to be soul winners. We often quote that line, we are saved to serve. And you know that's the truth. In this text of scripture here, when we consider the harvest that the servant will reap, we see the challenge of the spiritual harvest. There's a challenge here, child of God, for you and I this evening. Look what it says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Child of God, we must keep going on as long as we are able And as long as we can serve the Lord in the harvest fields of this world. It's so easy to get weary and well-doing. To get tired working in the spiritual harvest fields of this world. But the challenge is to keep going on even when times are hard. And there's no doubt that we're living in a hard day. The tide is out. It's difficult to get uh, people into gospel meetings even in this 21st century. But that's the challenge. And here the apostle exhorts God's people not to be weary in well-doing. And I pray in these days in which we're living that the Lord will continue to bless you and 
your efforts in the gospel and if there's someone here today a child of God this evening and you have got weary and well doing that this text of scripture will challenge your heart tonight many of God's people have stopped coming to the prayer meetings we need to pray more many of God's people have stopped witnessing to their friends and family and neighbors concerning the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ but we must keep on witnessing and we must keep on striving to sow the good seed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. And that's the challenge here. Even when times are hard, and even when times are difficult, we're to go on, and we're to persevere. And of course, it's not just the minister's job, and it's not just the elder's job to spread the message of the gospel, but it is the responsibility, I believe, of every Christian. And while we all can't be missionaries, and while we all can't be ministers and evangelists, and while we all can't be full-time children's workers, we all can be a witness wherever God has placed us day by day. And of course, that's what we are, each and every one of us. We are witnesses for our blessed Savior. So there's a challenge here concerning this spiritual harvest but notice notice that the time of the spiritual harvest it says let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not underline those words in due season there's a harvest to reap only eternity will reveal the true reaping of the seed that we have sown on earth but now is the time to be engaged in this spiritual harvest. Now is the season to sow the seed of the good word of the Lord. Remember what the Lord Jesus Christ said to his disciples on one occasion. He said, Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look in the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 9 verse 37, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And then we read in Matthew 21 verse 28, Son, go work today in my vineyard. The time to serve the Lord is now. The time to serve the Lord is now. Now it's great serving the Lord when revival days are here. And we all want to see revival days. But we all don't live in revival days. It's easy to serve the Lord when you're on the mountaintop and everything's going well. And there's no problems. But child of God, whatever, whatever the spiritual climate may be, the time is right now for you and I. Because God has placed you and I in the harvest fields of this world right now. And of course, Anna Long is one of those harvest fields. Tandra Gay is another one of those harvest fields. And just because times are hard and difficult, my, we can't close up the shop and run away from the challenge, but rather we must continue to seek to win the lost even in this season which God has given to us. You see, the truth is, one sows and another may reap, but it's the Lord that gives the increase. I can remember before I was saved, attending a gospel mission that the Reverend John Morrow had when he was in the faith mission. Now, that's going back a long time. 
I must have only been nine or ten years of age. And I was brought along to that mission uh, by a neighbour friend. And I can remember sitting in that mission and hearing the message of the gospel and coming under conviction of sin. And I can remember really wanting to get saved in that mission. But I didn't get saved. After the meeting was over, we went home. And at that time, of course, I didn't know the Reverend John Morrow. But in later years, I got to know that it was him that was having the mission. And I spoke to him about that mission. It was in the Birches, the back of the Hill Orange Hall, they called it, about two miles from where we lived. And this is what the Reverend Morrow said to me. He said, you know, John, that was one of the hardest missions that we ever had. We just wanted the mission over. There was no one saved that we knew of. In fact, we couldn't even get the people in. They didn't want to come into the mission. But little did he know that I was in the mission. And little did he know that the seed of the gospel was sown in my heart that night. My friend, there's no such a thing as a bad mission, by the way. There's no such a thing as a bad mission. I know we all want to see hundreds of people getting saved. and We would love to see it. We pray for it. But you know, the responsibility of the sower is to sow the seed. The responsibility of you and I, child of God, is to sow the seed in the time that the Lord has given us to sow the seed. And if the tide is out, we still have to sow the seed. We still have to have the missions. We still have to do the outreach. We still have to go forward and leave the results with God. And although I wasn't saved for a number of years after that, the seed was sown in my heart. Oh, it is time to sow the seed and it is time to get into the harvest fields of this world. And notice something else. Take a look at the text again. Not only do we have here the time of the spiritual harvest and the challenge of the spiritual harvest, but look at the promise and joy of the spiritual harvest. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. It's not a tremendous promise. In Psalm 126 and verse 6 it says, he that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You see, the one that sows the seed is just as important as the one who eventually reaps the harvest. How true that is. And in eternity, the one that sowed the seed and the one that reaped the harvest will both we be rewarded and hear the well done, thy good and faithful servant. And there have been many a faithful servant of the Lord who has preached all their days and seen very little fruit seemingly outward in their ministry. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to enjoy and rejoice over the spiritual harvest when eternity comes. God just expects us to be faithful. And he will do the rest. And if the Lord sees fit to allow us in some little way.
to reap the harvest, seeing the soul saved, that's what I'm talking about, then that's an added blessing. But really, the Lord wants us to continue. And he has promised a harvest at the end of life's journey. In eternity. Only eternity will reveal. Only eternity will reveal the blessing that men and women who faithfully sowed the seed will have seen when time is over. There's a lovely hymn. Someone uh, I heard singing it many, many years ago. And it goes like this. So little time, the harvest will be over. Our reaping done, we reapers taken home. Report our work to Jesus, Lord of harvest. And hope he'll smile and that he'll say, well done. The harvest white with reapers few is wasting. And many souls will die and never know. The love of Christ, the joy of sins forgiven. Oh, let us weep and love and pray and go. Today we reap. Or miss our golden harvest. Today has given us lost souls to win. Oh then to save some dear ones from the burning. Today we'll go to bring some sinner in. Oh I pray that we'll keep up the work of sowing the seed. And I pray that in these days that we will claim this promise. That if we go forward and be not weary and well doing we shall reap. If we faint not. My friend, what harvest will you reap at the end of life's journey? Sinner, you're going to reap a harvest of corruption, being lost forever. Child of God, we're going home to glory soon to see the city bright. We're going to reap a harvest of everlasting life, all because of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Child of God, servant of Christ, and we're all servants of the Lord if we're saved. Let us continually sow the good seed of the gospel and thank God there will be a reaping time. I pray that God will bless these few thoughts to all of our hearts.